A simple farm family would unfortunately sign their death certificate when they would bring on a farmhand that spoke no English. Antoana would move to the United States in hopes to get a better start. But instead of making riches, he made himself a murderer. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and I want to apologize about the late upload. Um, this will still be up on Sunday night, but to the people who listen to me consistently, there's about five to ten of you. Um, I'm sorry. As I said, you know, on Friday's upload, I've got a lot of personal stuff going on. It's taken a lot of my time um, and energy, and I still wanted to be here for you for your Mondays at work, for you people who listen to me on your commute. And I'm sorry to the people who listen to me Sunday night. You'll still get this. It's just going to be later than usual. Anyways, exciting news. We started moving everything out to the studio today. We did not move my stuff yet just because, you know, we got to get my episode done tonight before we really do that. We're going to start doing that probably tomorrow. But I kind of didn't account for the fact that I was going to need another little desk for my computer stuff to go out there to properly record. So it's going out there to start working out there. Um, but I won't be able to get on YouTube, but I'm hoping the start of December. Anyways, once, you know, everything's in there, I'll post uh, a little video on TikTok to show you guys what it looks like so far. Obviously, it'll change a little bit when I get my desk for my computer because my computer and stuff that's on the desk now this desk will be used for recording YouTube, so I can't have my computer stuff on it, if that makes sense. And I didn't like account for that because I just didn't think of that. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into today's case. Antoine LeBlanc, I hope I'm saying his name right, was born sometime in the 1800s. This is a fairly old case. He was beginning his life in France, and it does sound like he ended up moving to Germany at one point where he would fall in love with a woman. It seemed like she had feelings back for him and they would begin a beautiful love story. That would be before her parents would shun Antoine. On top of this, for some reason, his family that did care about him, so his actual blood family, decided that they were going to disown him. I could not find a reason for this and I really only saw this in one source. Now, the family of the woman that he loved did not like Antoine because he was kind of poor in hygiene. He didn't take very good care of himself, and it sounds like once his family would disown him, he actually didn't have a lot of money either. Being rejected by the woman that he loved because her family didn't like him broke his heart, and he would begin to hatch a plan. He decided... His best option would be to move to the United States. And it was having many people move there in an attempt to start a new life. So after promising his loved one that he would move back once he was a rich man, they could live happily together. He would move on to pack his bags and move to the United States. Once he got there, it was very clear he needed to find money and he needed to find it fast. So he would start this new journey trying to find a place to work on top of trying to find a place to stay. And just a few days into his arrival, 
he had found work in New Jersey by a farmer. This farmer informed him that he needed help around the farm. I'm not sure how they kind of got that back and forth because he did not speak English and this farmer did not speak French. Either way, he somehow got the uh, you know reasoning that he needed work across. He had informed him that they had owned a younger slave boy who was doing all of the work around the farm, but it actually ended up running off of the farm and escaping, leaving the farmer and his family with no help for spring. Now, if you even do your own garden, you do know that you know spring is fairly important, especially in the United States, to get your things planted so that they can have enough time to grow and enough, you know, it's a very important time and this was perfect because he needed a job. Now, he wasn't entirely aware of the kind of work that he was going to be doing, but he really needed anything. He happily followed this farmer back to the farm, and it sounded like he was kind of under the impression, like I said, that he was only going to be pulling weeds and doing light farm work. But this is when he had a hard wake-up call. The farmer expected him to feed hogs and to chop wood. On top of this, he was not making money. He was only working for room and board. And the other people in the house who were helping around the farm as well, because there was multiple of them, would complain to the farmer about his cigars that he would smoke when doing the work. This made living there even harder because everybody was kind of hounding him about these cigars and his hygiene. He was not making the riches he came to the United States for. The room he was staying in too was not the nicest room in the house. It was a very small room in the basement of the home that most people would never want to stay in. Now, he would continue this work because he believed that the farmer would eventually pay him and he would eventually make enough money to either find another job or win his lady over in France. So he kept working there and he kept doing this hard work and sleeping in this really terrible room. And then everybody began to give him orders, not just the farmer and his wife, the ones that were employing him, but their servant, which I did read could have also been a slave, followed suit. This would make him lower than the servant, and this was just a crushing blow. Now it sounds like he came from a fairly rich and wealthy family, and them, you know, cutting him off is really what put him in this position. And he was used to being the one who did the bossing around, not getting bossed around. It was only two weeks into his stay at this point, and he was completely and totally fed up. So on May 11th, 1833, he would go out to a bar one night and spend the little bit of money that he did have in an attempt to drink his feelings away. But you guys, this made him even angrier. He would return later that night with a plan. It was later that night, and I saw a couple places quote about 10 p.m. Others didn't quote a time, but I do know everybody was basically in their rooms going to bed. He would gesture to the farmer to follow him, and I saw in some places that this gesturing was excited, and in others this was more of a worrying kind of gesture. Either way, it was enough for the farmer to follow so that he could see what was wrong or what was exciting. He would lead the farmer into the barn and just kind of gesture towards something. The farmer would begin to try to inspect it to see what was going on 
and that is when he would either take an axe that he had left there after chopping wood and with one strong strike he would slice it through the farmer's back or he would knock him over and end up smashing his face against the barn walls with a shovel. Whichever way he did it, he basically killed the farmer instantly. Then he knew he needed to do the same with his wife. He did the same thing, walked up to the room and gestured towards her. She would follow him to see what he was talking about, and he would murder his wife right next to her husband in the same way. But regardless of if it was an axe or a shovel, the farmer's wife did not die right away, and it took him a little longer to murder her. But in the end, both of their bodies were laying dead in the barn. Now, that wasn't it. The next part of his plan was to murder the servant who also bossed him around. She was actually currently asleep in her bedroom upstairs and was unsuspecting of the attack that was to follow. The way the servant, whose name was Phoebe, died is still up in the air. In some sources, they claim that she was beaten to death with a club. In others, they claimed he would take his heavy boot and stomp her to death, watching her blood splatter everywhere. And in some, he would even bring a pitchfork in from the barn and he would slice it through her chest. Whichever way she ended up dying, It was by the hands of Antoine. Once all three of them were dead, he knew it was time to hide their bodies because he needed to buy himself some time. He would drag Phoebe's body out to the barn where he would cover them in manure and probably some hay. Once they were hidden, he would walk back into the home and ransack it, taking anything and everything that could be worth something and sticking it in the bag. Based on all that hard work he did, he earned it, right? Then he moved on to changing his clothes to the clean ones of the farmers so that nobody would suspect anything because he was covered in blood. Then Antoine would begin his journey. Now, he didn't notice that the bag, which was a pillowcase that he used, was either ripped and spilling these valuables out or he had placed it wrong on his body and they were falling out of the top. These valuables were easily spotted the next morning. Now, the farmer and his wife were well known, so when the valuables that were all over the road were spotted, they easily linked them back to the farmer and his wife. This would cause concern, and the people that found them decided to go and check on the family. They came across a home that was ransacked with no farmer or family. This is when more people would come into the home, and within just hours, They had found all three dead bodies, and now they had a trail of stolen valuables that led them directly to the killer. So they followed it, picking up one thing after another until they came across a bar. Inside of this bar, Antoine sat, drinking his riches away while holding the bag of the farmer's riches. The sheriff ended up being the one that approached him, And as soon as Antoine spotted him, he attempted to flee through the back door. He was easily grabbed and promptly arrested. When he would go to prison, he pled guilty for the crimes, and he did tell them that he was the one who murdered all three of them. He explained what happened that night and his plan. The plan was to murder and rob them, which he did, making a ton of money off of their valuables, which he was working on, then boarding a ship for Germany to win back the love of his life. 
he was actually caught on his rest day. And that is what stopped him. It was an easy trail, especially since they had not only the trail of riches to follow and the fact that Antoine had all of the riches on him, they also had his confession. It only took them 20 minutes to find him guilty, and they sentenced him to death for all three murders. Death by hanging. Antoine would be hanged for his crimes on September 6, 1833. Over 10,000 people came to watch him hang in anger and in curiosity. They were literally climbing trees and roofs in order to get a better view of the hanging because there were so many people there. I saw how some of these people had packed lunches and they had planned to spend all day there just watching him swing from the rope. Another reason that they did probably come, you know, to watch this hanging was because they were using a new gallows system and people were probably curious on how it would work. This new system would be designed to heave somebody up from the ground and hang them upwards instead of dropping through the floor just hanging inches from the ground. What they would do is they would tie a heavy object up, wrap the rope around somebody's neck, and then cut the heavy object down once the person was wrapped. Once it was down, it would rip the person upwards and hold them feet above the ground while they kicked until they suffocated to death and finally stopped moving. Of course, they would leave them a little longer just to make sure they knew they were dead. If him being hung for his crimes wasn't enough, once he was pulled down, they would tote him away and give his body to Dr. Isaac Canfield. This doctor decided he was going to experiment on his body and would decide to test his theory on electrons in the muscle. On top of that, they interestingly enough would cut his ears off. Now, remember that. We'll come back to that. Now, this doctor believed that our brains communicated with muscles in our bodies by small electrical waves. He had really no way of testing this theory, though, until he had a cadaver. In this test, he would tie the muscles up to a battery and would shock the muscles to see what would happen. Now, he managed to make Antoine smile. He made his eyes roll back. He made his body twitch. And this would prove his theory. It does sound like they also wanted to see if they could get the heart started again, and so they did shock that a couple times, but they were unsuccessful in bringing Antoine back to life. Once they were satisfied with their results, they would strip the skin from Antoine's body and cover his face in plaster to make a plaster death mask for him. Interestingly enough, this would also rip all of his eyelashes out because he was dead, so it didn't matter if the hair stayed in his body or not. Once the skin was off of his body, the doctor would cut it up in pieces and dry them out. He ended up making a lot of trinkets. Wallets, keychains, purses, lampshades, even book jackets out of the skin of Antoine. It does sound like, remember, I said to remember those ears, they did end up selling those ears as well. Now, of course, they would have, you know, leftover skin after making these trinkets, wallets, keychains, purses, all these things. And with these leftover pieces of skin, they would dry them and then also sell them to the townspeople for profit. Now, for a very, very long time, the story of Antoine was kind of hypothesized to not have happened. 
for a while, a lot of people, even some, you know, historians believe that this was kind of just a scary type of story people were sharing. This is because nobody had found these trinkets and lampshades and wallets. And it's possible that, you know, somebody could have thrown them away. All the people could have gotten rid of them. But with how many were made and, you know, that they were able to make off of his skin, they felt like they should have been able to find something, right? And so for a long time, it was a theory that this didn't actually happen. This wasn't true. Antoine never lived and this murder didn't really happen until one of these wallets was finally found. It sounds like it was found in somebody's basement, just kind of packed away and it had been passed down from family to family. On top of this, they would find that plaster death mask. And after further investigation, they were able to prove the story of Antoine happened. And this was his skin on this wallet. And this was his death mask. And that is also how we know that he's got those eyelashes that were ripped out and sealed in that plaster death mask. Of course, a find like this couldn't just be handed out anywhere and it would end up in a museum. They would also post his story so that people could read and, you know, read the story and see the proof that Antoine was a real man and that they did indeed make a death mask and wallets of his flesh. And they do believe that around the town, people still have these that have been passed down and they just haven't said anything because they don't want them taken away. I also read that it sounds like they don't like to talk about this very much. As I said earlier, this happened in New Jersey and they kind of want the story of Antoine to be swept under the rug and they don't want to talk about it very much. And I can kind of see why. It was a terrible murder, three people died, and then they hung a man and made these things out of his flesh. I could definitely see why, you know, they wouldn't want to talk about it anymore. But this is a piece of our history and it is important to share the story of Antoine because everybody has those kind of stories. Every state, every everywhere in the world you travel will have a story like that that they don't like to talk about. Antoine only spent four months in the United States before he was hung for murdering three people. His plans were to move to the United States and to make riches so he could head home and win his woman over again. Only to murder the first people he met because he was sick of taking orders from them. Antoine couldn't win over the love of his life and the only thing he ended up winning over was a court system of people agreeing that he should be hung for his crimes. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.